You are listening to Selfie, produced by China Plus. When the first time I heard that China was going to phase out commercial trade of ivory, I remember exactly that day in May 29, 2015. Government was destroying confiscated ivory in the suburb of Beijing. Oh my God! Yeah, I didn't think it, it would happen.、Yes. Now with the ban, anybody who sell ivory is illegal, and law enforcement is、mm-hmm. able. To、yeah. very easily and more efficiently prosecute criminals who are violating the law. How was the world responding to China's determination to exercise a total ban on ivory? Very positive. In fact, people call it it's a game changer. Kristen took out two pieces of ivory carvings, and then she said, "These two things are just things, but by keeping it, it's costing lives." That was the moment I、yes. think that touched me. I feel, in addition to closing the market, it also teaches consumers. Change people's mindset、yeah. and also awareness. Stigmatize it. Yes, stigmatize it. Eventually, only when consumers' behavior change. If you want to protect wildlife, you have to address every link on the trade chain from consumption. Because there is consumption, there is people who are smuggling, right? Trafficking.、Mm-hmm. And because there is people trafficking,、poaching. there is money to be made. Yes, there will be people、poaching. who are poaching. Yes, so every link on the trade chain has to be broken. We often say wildlife don't recognize national borders. Wildlife protection needs international coordination and collaboration. Hello and welcome. I'm Wanling in Beijing. Millions of Chinese people have been touched by an ad called "Mom, I Have Teeth." In the poster, a baby elephant excitedly declares, "Mom, I have got teeth." Its mother does not respond. The calf repeats the words again and again, but the mom sadly remains silent. It was Grace G- Gabriel, Asia Director of the International Fund for Animal Welfare, who came up with an advertising campaign that went viral here in China. In this episode, Grace tells us more about wildlife protection. Stay tuned. Talking about animal protection and conservation, something you must be very proud of is the ivory sale. You know the ban or the total ban, I call it total ban on it, because there are slogans out there being running a long time or banners say if you don't consume, there's no poaching. Right? Tell us more about how we achieved this after so many, so many years of efforts. Well. 
in the seventies and eighties, over seven hundred thousand African elephants were killed for the ivory trade. At that time, most of ivory went to Japan. Japan was the biggest the consumer? biggest consumer at that time. In nineteen eighty nine, because of all the high level of poaching,、mm -hmm. Kenya led the world in torching elephant ivory and sending a message to the world that we need to protect elephants. Kenya took Kenya the lead. Kenya took the lead at、mm -hmm. that time. And so there is a convention on its convention on international trade in endangered species of fauna and flora.、Yeah. It's called CITES.、Yeah. So it's like an international convention that regulates international trade of species, because if the trade is going on, international trade is going on, the species is going to be extinct. So that's the goal of the convention. And so CITES banned. International trade of elephant ivory. However, after the ban in 1989, instantly ivory prices went down, because when there is market demand, there will be people who want to supply ivory to that market demand. Yeah. So there will be people who want to kill elephants to provide that ivory, and so the market collapsed. The price went down, and The incentive for poaching is further reduced.、Died. Yes, right.、Mm -hmm. However, only after nine years of that ban, in 1997, CITES approved another ivory trade, limited trade from southern African countries to Japan. That's、This、the back door. Was, that was the back door. <laughs> so that back door opened in 1997. I remember, in fact. In summer of 2000, there was a big seizure of 6.5 tons of ivory in Singapore, and that ivory was completely going to Japan because I remember, in addition to tusks, whole tusks, yeah, yeah, whole tusks, there were over 40,000 carved hankel, which is name seal. <gasps> Oh, okay. And Japan and Chinese name seals are different shape. Japan's are cylinder shape. Cylinder shape, yes. And Chinese square. are square. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so those were cylinder shaped ivory handle.、Yes. So we knew that was going to Japan.、Mm -hmm. In fact, opening that back door or opening that loophole gave people the opportunity to start smuggling. And then in two thousand eight. CITES approved again China and Japan. Two thousand and eight. Yes,、mm -hmm. to have another sale of ivory, and that prompted the prices instantly prompted the the market. And also by two thousand eight, China's economy had grown, boomed, and、yes. the middle class had increased. There are a lot more people who. Not only have the desire to have ivory, they have the capabilities to have ivory to demonstrate wealth,、Identity. to define status,、mm -hmm. right? And so it was almost like a perfect storm. What、mm -hmm. were behind these changes of policy? I mean, why couldn't people just stick to it? Well, there were countries in Africa who don't have the same、mm -hmm. understanding、mm -hmm. of. You know, like、Animal、Kenya, like、yes. Kenya,、yeah. 
Kenya's policy is very strong. And also, there are elephants that die naturally. And so there are countries in Africa that kept the ivory. And so they have, you know, hundreds of thousands of tons of ivory. And they see it as a commodity. Yes, commodity. They want to sell it. And they felt that Asia, there are markets for this ivory. So, so they want to. It's the greed. It's again, it's greed. <laughs> Revival. Exactly. The greed thing, right? Exactly. And, and so in 2007, when we felt that this trade is imminent, we felt that we need to know what do Chinese know about ivory? And so we did a survey, and something came out of the survey, which was it just an epiphany for me. 70% of the Chinese didn't know ivory comes from dead elephants. Because in Chinese, xiangya, mm-hmm. elephant teeth, yeah. people naturally think if your teeth fall off, you don't have to die. Elephant's teeth normally don't fall off because a third of the tusk is grown inside the elephant's skull. It's different from rhino horn. Oh. You, there are rhinos. Yeah, there yes. are people who anesthetize yeah. rhino to cut their horn because the horn is like nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it will grow back. Yeah, and elephant tusks are not. No, no. My heart sank mm-hmm. when I got that statistic. But there is another figure which made me elated. Was of the people said that if they knew, they wouldn't consume. I think I belong to (laughs) one (laughs) of them should be. (laughs) So so I I went to my friend who's an artist and I said, help me, help me. We need to do something about this. So she developed this ad and you may have seen it it. in the subway. It's Mama Wajang Yala. Mom, I have teeth. That ad, when we developed it and we took it to ad agencies for testing, the response was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And a company like J.C. DeGaulle, which is uh, probably the world's largest advertising agency, said that we will help you put it across the country. And they did. So our Mom, I Have Teeth ad went into subways, buses, Many you know, public at places, airports, yes. public yes. places. Mm-hmm. And actually, in 2011, it was the year, it was called the worst year for elephants. In that year, law enforcement seized the most illegal shipments of ivory. Elephants were killed by the tens of thousands in Africa. In that year, the Mom, I Have Teeth ad was adopted into China's college entrance exam as a language question. Oh, really? And it subsequently reached 9 million college applicants. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it went viral, too. People wrote to us and said, I didn't know. And this young mother who said, I was wearing an ivory bracelet (laughs) when I saw the ad and I felt so guilty. And then even an ivory cover. He wrote to us and said, I didn't know. And he said, I have many other materials I could use to carve. Mm-hmm. I don't have to use ivory from, you know, costing a life. When the first time I heard 
that China was going to phase out commercial trade of ivory. I remember exactly that day in May 29th, 2015, and government was destroying confiscated ivory in the suburb of Beijing. When the minister announced that China will phase out commercial trade、mm-hmm. in ivory, I was standing next to law、you、enforcement officer. Yes,、ah. I was there. I did a double take, and I, oh my god,、yeah. I didn't think it, it would happen. I mean, there were things before that. You、okay. know, we've worked towards this stage,、mm-hmm. but when it actually happened, announced, I was really surprised. And so I turned around to him and I said, "Oh, did you just hear what he said?"、Mm, he gave me this knowing nod, and I said, "What does it mean?" He said, "It's going to make our job so much easier." Mm, Now with the ban, anybody who sell ivory is illegal, and law enforcement is、mm-hmm. able to、yeah. very easily and more efficiently prosecute criminals who are violating the law. So, total ban is the only answer. It is. It is. And thanks to、It's, the government's determination. Exactly. Okay. And. I have went to quite a few ivory crushes. In fact, there was another ivory crush that I remember. It was November 2013. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service decided to crush ivory mm-hmm, outside mm-hmm, of Denver,、mm-hmm. and I was there. And one scene that touched me was one of our key opinion leaders, one of our champions against ivory trade. She was an American actress, Kristen.、Mm-hmm. What's her last name?、Um, anyway, Kristen took out two pieces of ivory carvings、mm-hmm. from her pocket, and she said these carvings were brought back. Her father was in World War II, and he bought it in Japan after the war、yeah. and brought it home to her mother. And then she said these two things. Are just things, but by keeping it, it's costing lives. That was the moment I、yes. think that touched me. I feel, in addition to closing the market, closing the market is reducing supply, and it it also teaches consumers. Change people's mindset、yeah. and also awareness. Stigmatize it. Yes, stigmatize it. Eventually, only when consumers' behavior change. Yeah, sometimes it's the value, what you value, actually affecting your responses to things. If you think lives of the elephants are more valuable than the thing, then we know what to do, right? Yes. How was the world responding to China's determination to exercise a total ban on ivory? Very positive. In fact, people call it it's a game changer because, as we discussed, it will help law enforcement. It will help stigmatize consumption. However, now that China has banned the trade, we have seen the market shifting. To other places, other、now. places, to surrounding countries: Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Myanmar, and of course, there are other people who are using those other markets if they are open. And do you think China still can continue、uh, contributing to the campaign? Although、yes. it's a good job, a great、yes. job down here, can we still continue doing something? Yes. 
behavior change and educating consumers and changing their behavior is something that could take generations, but that still need to happen. And、uh, I think we have a very dear animals. That's the Tibetan antelope. It has been made into a mascot for the 2008 Olympic Games. Tell us more about how we are protecting the Tibetan antelope and what have we achieved in this area. This was again in the late 1990s. You probably remember 1990s. Yeah,、yes. a group of anti-poaching group. Mm-hmm. Very active on the Qinghai Tibet Plateau, protecting Tibetan antelope.、Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Yemao Niu Dui. Oh yeah, yeah. The Wild Yak、mm-hmm. Patrol.、Mm-hmm. During that time, I fall was starting to work in China, and we were working on the bear campaign. And and I'm I was thinking, you know, bear bile, tiger bone. Rhino horn, elephant ivory. These are all animal parts where the markets for these animal parts are all here. But for Tibetan antelope, which is a Chinese endemic species,、mm-hmm. yeah. because of its shawl, its fur woven into the shatush shawl,、mm-hmm. its market is in the luxury markets in the West. Because the shawl、mm-hmm. can be very long, and it takes three to five Tibetan antelopes' lives in order to weave one shawl. Why you need to kill them to yeah, get the fur?、Do. Because Tibetan antelope are wild. These are, are the wild, wild ones.、Animals. Yes, animals who are still contributing to biodiversity conservation. The reason we are against bear farming, the reason we're against tiger trade, the reason we're against elephant ivory trade, because this trade and the consumption of their body parts is threatening the species in the wild.、Mm-hmm. It's the same story except the markets reversed, and so that's why I felt that we need to have a campaign. To use this campaign, make people understand that if you want to protect wildlife, you have to address every link on the trade chain. Okay. From consumption, because there is consumption. Consumption is the very end. Exactly. <laughs> But because there is consumption, there is people who are smuggling. Yeah. Right, trafficking,、mm-hmm. and because there is people trafficking,、poaching. there is money to be made. Yes, there will be people、poaching. who are poaching. Yes, so every link on this trade chain has to be broken, and so that's why we decided to have a Tibetan antelope campaign.、Mm-hmm. And this campaign, we have to address every link on the chain. So we help the wild yak patrol with money, with and equipment, equipment and okay. equipment, okay. and then we also help.、Um, there are three nature reserves in China: Qiangtang in Tibet,、mm-hmm. Kukexili in Qinghai, and Arjinshan Nature Reserve in Xinjiang. These three nature reserves,、um, Tibetan antelope actually migrate to give birth. Oh, They、okay. migrate far, far across these three nature reserves to give birth every year. Their enforcement agencies have to coordinate, have to share information,、mm. and so we set up a network for sharing information and coordination. sharing coordination.、Yeah. 
and also we helped organize an international workshop in Qinghai in、uh, Xining, and there was a Xining declaration. Basically, we want CITES to be aware that all of the countries along the entire trade chain need to help China. Did you invite、um, people come? Yes. 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 Okay. U.S. came, Italy, France, from all UK, over the world. All over the world.、Mm-hmm. India、yeah. came to the workshop, and then this 19- was ninety-nine.、Okay. And then after the workshop, CITES had a resolution. In fact, I helped draft that resolution. Helped the Chinese government draft that resolution, which is adopted by CITES countries, agreeing that they will help China stop. Trafficking of shatush,、mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also educate consumers not to consume. After that resolution was adopted, I mean, in India, in Europe, we have conducted a consumer education campaign.、Mm-hmm. So a lot of fashion models joined our campaign.、Oh. We call the campaign shatush. We call it wrap up the trade. Oh, okay, that's a good、shawls. one. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Wrap up the trade, and these models and celebrities, including Mini Driver, was one of our act- Mini actresses. Yes,、mm. Mini Driver is an actress, and she joined the campaign. And the celebrities are calling Shatush a shroud, not a shawl. Ah, shroud, a not shroud, shroud, not a shroud. Interesting. And then we move the campaign to the U.S. We urge the U.S. government to tighten its laws because, in the past, if shatush is smuggled into the U.S.,、mm-hmm. if the smuggler is caught in the border, then he or she can be prosecuted. But once the shawl enters the U.S., in fact, there were a lot of Fashion elites selling it in their home parties. It's legal. It was inside、legal. the United States. Inside the U.S., so people were selling it in New York. They held these home parties, so the fashion elites would sell the shawls in, in the privacy. privacy of homes. And so we urged the U.S. government to put Tibetan antelope onto the U.S. Endangered Species Act. So becoming a species that's protected in U.S. law, so it's an illegal makes, now. Yes, that、oh. makes the selling、Shatush. the trade of、mm-hmm. Tibetan antelope a prosecutable crime in the U.S.、Good. The same as the ivory ban in China. Yeah, indeed. This was the same thing, and then after that. After the Indian government banned the weaving of、oh, shatush,、mm-hmm. because shatush is mostly woven in Jammu and Kashmir region、mm-hmm. in India, I fought together with our partner group in India. We surveyed the industry and we found that thirty thousand people were involved in the weaving. 30, so we helped them. Help them find a type of wool that can be sheared from a mountain goat, rather than using Tibetan antelope. Yeah, indeed. Sometimes you know when it's easier to just ban, right? You almost taken away the rice bowl. I call it from everyone.、Mm-hmm. It's like destroying an industry. But then, if you provide a solution, an alternative solution, then you are legitimate in doing such a thing, right? Yeah. 
then you have the support yes. of the local community. So it's like a, the story of an elephant and then the story of the antelope. It's like a reversed thing, yes. right? Yes. When it comes to the ivory cell, the market is here. And when it comes to our animal, you know, the Tibetan antelope, the market is over there. Yes. So we need international cooperation. Exactly. We cannot achieve this goal without international cooperation. That's why we often say wildlife don't recognize national borders. Wildlife protection needs international coordination and collaboration. As well as the successful Mom, I Have Teeth ad campaign and the Xining Declaration about protecting the Tibetan antelope, Grace and her IFO team have achieved many firsts in this field. For instance, working with the Wildlife Protection Station at the Beijing Forestry Bureau and the Beijing Normal University, they set up a raptor rescue center in 2001. So far, more than 5,000 birds have been rescued. I'm Man Ling, and that's the end of our show. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.